welcome to Fair Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm your host, Jill, here with... Lucas. And today, our podcast is a wonderland. Why are you yelling? Because I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. I'm excited. Get on board, bro. Next week, we... Bro? Next week, we promise you guys we won't be giggling when we start the podcast. Oh, we absolutely will. It is my goal, my solemn duty as your podcast partner is to make you giggle at the start of every episode. Also... It's a bit. It's a thing. I'm going to talk very slow in this podcast because I listened listened Mm -hmm. to last week. I don't know if I was on like a lot of caffeine or get so worried about the podcast being too long. Yeah. I just talk fast normally, so... No feedback from the listeners, thank you. But I have, I'm gonna try and slow down. I have never given you that note, by the way. You have that I not, think you talk too you're fast. used to me talking. Fast. But also, yeah, I've been talking to you for a great number of years, right. and so maybe I'm just used to it. But I don't perceive that. Just so you know. Thank you. Yeah. So I think not, you're great. You're a wonderful podcast. I love host. when you compliment me. Thank you. I think you're great too. <laughs> oh, thanks. You hey. definitely talk slow enough. Um, that made it sound like it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> I will talk. <laughs> okay, let's give the people what they want. They want. They've us to waited discuss. so long for this episode. Your body is a wonderland. Ta-da! Or as our podcast was almost called, your podcast is a wonderland. I stand by that having been a really good one. That was my the that top three. Okay, but right. I still am happy with our name. Um, so before we get into it, we have to talk about. Oh, I should mention it was my choice to do this song. So you're welcome. Now, this was definitely your choice, and it was a good yeah, choice. I'm glad choice. you chose it's what it. What the people want. It was a bold choice, and I'm glad you did it. Was it? Yeah. Coming off Sob Rock and him talking about it so much and playing it so much, I don't know that it's bold. I think like a year ago it would have been a bold choice. I think now it makes sense. But before we talk about the song more, we have to talk about John in the news. What's my guy been up to? First of all, it was the 10-year birthday or anniversary of Born and Raised, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I remember. I only know that because of the post. His post? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he didn't know until all the fan accounts started Mm. posting and tagging Uh him in it. And I was like, I wonder if he woke up and he knew that or was the constant post all day. I can't imagine that you walk around with that in your calendar. That's what I'm saying. Unless yeah. there was like so some event albums. planned or like some radio hit he was doing around it or something like that. Yeah. No, I think we were considering what album it was and what was happening with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, maybe that does make it stand out. Anyway, it was his 10-year anniversary of the album and he wrote a beautiful Facebook post about the song, about how the album wasn't necessarily a smash hit at the time, but right. over time people have grown to it was exactly what happened Same. with me. Same. That was my experience with and the I album as well. And I love it so much now. I'm annoyed I didn't love it before. Mm-hmm. Like, what was I thinking? And talking about an album that's really um, sort of has a lot of purpose with the lyrics Uh and how maybe it's time for an album like that again. (laughs) Walt Grace, the sequel. Oh, my. (laughs) Another one of his uh, invented songs. I think Walt Grace is the only one. Invented? Where it's like, uh, it's a story about somebody who doesn't actually exist. It's not about personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that John spent the weekend... So close to our house. Oh, he's in Palm Palm Springs. Springs. Yes. I'm going to be in Palm Springs. I'm playing in Palm Springs this weekend. Well, why weren't you last weekend? Because that's when it counts, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Could you imagine? I would have just invited myself to your gig. (laughs) So he was having a a Jordan Rubin, who's a director and former comedian and writer, was having a birthday party with several people with blue check marks on Instagram. Nice. Um, And it looked like a lot of fun. And I spent a lot of time in Palm Springs. You spent a lot of time there. Very sad. Were they at the Rowan? No. Oh, do you know where they were? I do not remember off the top of my head, okay. but it's like this kind of like oldish looking hotel. That's everywhere in Palm Springs. And it's very trendy. 
You know what? I'm just describing palm springs. <laughs> okay, sorry for dropping the ball on that one. That's all my John in the news. Let's get into song bio because I got a lot to say about the song. So let's get started. Let's get there. Hey, so we talked about uh, Room for Squares last week when right. we did Back to You, which is also from the same album. Your Bodies in Wonderland is also from Room for Squares. So all the things I said about that apply here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's doing a cut and paste. <laughs> go yeah, back and listen. Really, go back and listen to the last episode if you want to know about this record. He did win a Grammy. This was his first Grammy. Was for this song. Nice. Uh, for best. This won a Grammy. Yeah, for best male pop vocal. Accurate. I'll take yeah. it. Okay. And during his acceptance speech, he got up and he said, "This is very fast. I promise to catch up." interesting because you want a grammy off your first record you yeah. Know, yeah and he did he made good on that yeah he's had quite a career did you know that off the top of your head or did you find that in your research um i found that in my research okay, for so the last week your thing to remember yeah, the last week yeah um and other than that yeah again it's just kind of copy and paste room for squares uh we talked about all the release history of it on the last episode i don't need to belabor that uh, a lot of this song is often thought to be about jennifer love hewitt correct I mean, uh, correct that it's thought to be about that. I don't know right. if that is correct. Well, I'll offer a refutation for that when we get to song meeting. But okay. That's if you Google this song, you're gonna see it over yes. and over again. There's a Reddit feed about like, yeah. is this song about Jennifer Love Hewitt? There was a small amount of controversy surrounding this song, um, kind of tangentially mm-hmm. around this song, because in one of his early uh, stand-up attempts, mm-hmm. uh, John mentioned that people think the song is about her and he said the song isn't about her and then something awful and then he said he never actually had sex with her because he had food poisoning because he ate some bad fish i do know that that happened yeah yeah i he loves to overshare her yeah i mean i yeah I, I, yeah this podcast i have use words i'm sure <laughs> oh is that it yeah i can't just make guttural noises no, and it works no they're gonna i'm away. trying to tread carefully here yeah uh i can understand why there would be some people in the world who wouldn't want their ex-boyfriends talking about whether they did or did not have sex yes most people i can also understand like from my perspective mm-hmm. if somebody were to say that story or a similar story about me i i personally would not be offended but i Respect the right of other people to be offended by it. Okay, that's, yeah, good. That was well said. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> you almost punched me with your air fist. <laughs> I was so pumped that I got through that without creating my own controversy. <laughs> right? Okay, is there anything else? Mayor Studies podcast was going so good until they did Your Body is a Wonderland. Right, we're going to be on TMZ. Um, are you good with song bio then? Are we yeah. On? Okay, so the, we go to favorite or notable versions of the song next. I'm going to open this. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. And I want to start with the video. Okay. Because my love of music videos, mm-hmm. old or new, is very strong. Yes. And I haven't watched this music video in so Forever, long. Right? I've been sitting around thinking, hmm, I should watch Your Body's a Wonderland music video. And I had so much fun watching it. It filled my heart with so much happiness. Nice. First of all. I love that for you. Wow. John's really cute. <laughs> I don't know if you have mentioned it. Wow, really? You think so? It was young him though, like like Milo Ventimiglia, okay, on um, Gilmore Girls. Jess. When you, yeah, you can just call him Jess. Well, we we can call him Jess, but people know him (laughs) as Jack Pearson now, and he's very handsome on This Is Us. Mm -hmm. But I recently watched an episode of Gilmore Girls, and it's like he's a whole different person because he's so young. Anyway, so he's so it's almost painful. Is it Milo or Milo? I thought, no, I'm pretty sure it's Milo. Milo? Okay. Yeah. I've watched enough videos about Gilmore Girls that I feel confident in that. Good job. I knew you would be the authority to go <laughs> right? to on it's that one. Right, it's his last name I stumble over. <laughs> so it was almost painful to watch because 
I was so jealous of the girl who was in it. Mm, Holly Lynch. Holly Lynch. But she's so adorable and well cast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm curious about Holly Lynch. Because yeah. first of all, I've never once watched that video, even back when it came out, and had like my, oh my gosh, John has a crush on her. I'm so upset vibes. I've just uh -huh. had like, like her dimples. Like she's just such a cutie. She was in Eve's video, Eve Six's video, Inside Out. No way. That's the same girl. She's like on roller skates and she had braids. I almost sent it to you so you would know. And if you watch it, you see it. But mm -hmm. if you just watch them both and didn't know, she looks so different. I don't think you'd catch it. So I remember one thing about that Eve Six song. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the context of it. So maybe you can tell me the context of okay. it. Okay. Only once in my life have I ever called a radio station and dedicated a song to somebody. Was it to me? It was to you. Was it this song? And it was the Eve Six song. And I, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why you did either, but the whole time I watched it, I thought of you and I couldn't figure out why, but that must be why. Yeah. Wow. How weird. And then it all came back to this podcast. Yeah, it must have been, you must have been like some inside joke or well, something like that. Well, I love that song. Okay, maybe you just were super into it. I think it was inside jokey, but it led me down a rabbit hole of okay. videos from that year. Oh my goodness. I went way off the rails. I was like taking notes on the wrong thing. I was um, like, oh wait, this isn't about the podcast. Nice. So um, we posted- Does the Eve Six song predate Bodies of Wonderland? I don't actually know that, but it would make sense to me that it- I believe that it did. No. Bodies in Wonderland was released in 2002 as a single. I guess oh, I could yeah. put that in song bio. That album came out in 2001. The single was released in 2002. That mm -hmm. Eve Six song, I'm almost positive, was before then. Hmm. Well, regardless, yeah. I posted a picture, a still of the video to announce this is the song we were doing. I mm -hmm. tagged Holly in it once I found her Instagram. And she wrote back a message to it, like a lovely message about That's the positive amazing. experience she had. I'm not, I didn't get permission to share it, uh -huh. only because I haven't asked yet. I did invite her to be on the podcast. Oh, sweet. She hasn't answered yet. I regret that I didn't put a line in there, like, oh my gosh, we'll give you the questions in advance. Like, I don't want her to think, like, she's never listened to our podcast, so right. she wouldn't know. It's like, hey, we're fans. We're just talking about the song mostly with a little bit of John news. I don't want her to think I was trying to, like, dig for salacious information or something. Yeah. So I'm going to clarify that later. What was he like on set? I hate to send a double DM, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. Do you? Yeah. I'll send, like, a 15 text in a row. Yeah. The DMs are different. Oh, okay. Okay, so do you have any thoughts about the video before we move on to another version? No, I think, you, I think you've covered it. I also, I noticed in my research that Holly Lynch was the actress. Mm -hmm. um, and I almost did a deep dive on her just to know, but I knew you, knew you I were going to have that yeah. part covered. Yeah, because so. I really want to have her on the podcast. So I, I would I, love to have her. Holly, if you're listening, you have an open invitation. Oh, yeah. Well, now would be a good time, but it's also open. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll make room for her in whatever song it is. I'm going to say maybe something controversial. Based okay. Oh, I love it. Right? Based, it's not that controversial. Based <laughs> on what people said on the internet, my preferred version of this song is the album version mm -hmm. as opposed to any live version I've ever heard. With the exception of the one from the time I met John, which is a story I'll tell later. Right. I and I it's usually the reverse. Mm -hmm. I mean with John it's pretty consistent, but mm -hmm. live music is just always better, more entertaining. Mm. But there's something about I guess because I've listened to the song so many times, mm -hmm. the original version is is my favorite. What about you? I agree. Really? Yeah. There's actually a couple of live recordings of this song. Um, that are just that are released that you can listen to wherever mm -hmm. you listen to music, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, uh, live stuff on YouTube you can find. And it's not like it's bad. Mm -hmm. um, one of his as-is recordings of this song was so bad I couldn't make it through it. Yeah, I don't think you like that album The as-is stuff is, yeah, it's record. just not really great. Um, it's early, early live stuff of his. And, mm -hmm. like, yeah, the, the singing wasn't, wasn't spectacular. Is. 
Yeah. But the, yeah, the album version, for me, almost always the album version is the superior version. Oh, really? Because it's slaved over. So, the um, details. This, I'm totally going to derail us right now, mm-hmm. but uh, Billie Eilish mm-hmm. is on Letterman's new show. He's got this thing, my next guest needs an yeah. introduction. And there was a clip of it, Ben sent me a clip, a clip of it, where she's in the studio, her and Phineas, her brother, who's also her producer and very, very talented in his own right. And they're going through. And hold on, he was on current mood. Go ahead. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, nice. So there's that. There is a John connection yeah. here. Yay! <laughs> Good job. Um, and they're going through. He pulls up the vocal in the Logic session. Logic is the recording software that lots of people use. Okay. And it was showing the, her lead vocal that, and there's 86 different takes. Whoa. And just the lead what? vocal. We're not talking backups and harmonies and all oh that stuff. God. Just ADC different no takes caught together. Music. I do right? not have the patience. And when you think about like that, of course the recorded version is going to be superior. Because mm-hmm. there's just stuff that you can do there that yeah. you just can't. Like they, he's like comping words at the syllable level. Right. Wow. And now this is a more modern recording technique. This was, I promise this was not happening on 2001 Room for Square's album. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the concept is there. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. always redo more stuff. More polished. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more tools available to you in a recording studio. That's so fair. Recorded version is almost always going to be my preferred version, okay. as it is here. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So let's get into the song Meeting. I think you touched on the rumors that it's about Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm-hmm. who's. Like, I could say objectively, body is amazing, especially at the time. So it made sense to me. I always figured if that's what the word on the street was, it's probably accurate. But I will say I'm not a person who obsesses over who was a song written about mm-hmm. for any artist, including John. Well, I believe John. Mm-hmm. He did a VH1 Storytellers. Mm-hmm. And his, in the lead up to this song, he talks very much about how people think that it's written about a certain somebody, mm-hmm. but there couldn't be less right. And he's yeah. like, I, I'm, I, you know, I, when this happens to me now, I don't really freak out about it because I'm so used to people thinking a song's about somebody when it's not. He's like, yeah. I wrote the song about my very first girlfriend when I was 14 years old. That's what he he wrote. He, he, said, really? on, he said it on VH1. That's yeah. what he wrote Dear Marie about, too. So she's oh, okay. getting a lot of songs. Yeah, he said, I wrote about my very first girlfriend mm-hmm. who I had when I was 14 years old. The song was originally called Strawberry Wonderland. Oh. Yeah. So I, I and I don't I don't see any reason for him to make up that backstory about it yeah. if it wasn't yeah. true. He could just like deny it or not speak up about it at all. So the fact yeah. that he brings it up means like he knows I didn't write it about her and I'm sick of you all thinking I did. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with that then. There Although we go. I would like to point out in a previous episode I told you that he said Paper Doll wasn't about Taylor Swift and you were like, It says twenty two girls in one. It's I don't just believe such you. a specific line. We have to believe line. John this time, but not this time. There's no lines that are specific to your body as a wonderland that I'm would make me think of jogging. JLH. I know. JLH. Yeah. I was gonna call her Jennifer Lopez for a minute. So I stuttered over and like, why am I talking about Jennifer Lopez? Um, Do you remember? I was I went through a big JLH phase. Do you remember this? Everyone did. Yeah. That's why I remember so specifically that it it adds up. The, mm-hmm. the theory, whether it's right or wrong, the rumor, it just makes sense because she was the pinnacle of the perfect. Not that this is about someone having a perfect body. Right. But there was so much talk constantly about how perfect her body was. It's like, oh, well, this all checks out timeline-wise and physical appearance-wise. And JLH herself has denied the song being about her. Yes, I know that. And I'm not saying that, like, when Justin Timberlake did, I think it was Crimea River, right. he cast someone Some who like look Britney. dead on like Britney. This girl doesn't look no. anything like her. No. Um, and I love that because I feel like a casting director doesn't handle music video stuff. Like they handle here's your options, but I feel like the artist, if they're going to have to like be kissing them or romantic, they're going to have some say, right? Like I, I choose this girl over this girl or I like this girl. And I love that him or whoever chose a woman who was so um, like girl next door, mm-hmm. sort of like she doesn't need makeup, she doesn't need anything. She mm-hmm. was just like a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that just meant a lot to me instead of someone with like slathered and makeup 
Moving on. I have a great JLH story. Can I tell my JLH story? Does it have to do with John Mayer? No. Okay. It's a good story nonetheless. Okay. In my previous life, many, many years ago, 20-something years ago, mm-hmm. I worked at Guitar Center. I remember. Which is a major, major music store chain. And uh, the store manager of the Hollywood Guitar Center sent this all-staff email to everybody, like praising this dude in the drum department, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where I worked in the drum department. Mm-hmm. For going above and beyond. He's like, this customer came in and wanted to buy a drum set uh, for her boyfriend. Bought a DW set, which is like a top of the line, same drum set I play. Mm-hmm. And this drum salesman drove to her house and delivered the drums. Oh, and set them up. You know, blah, 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 blah. So the whole thing, right? Turns out, the person who bought the drum set was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, no. So, like, which, like, tw- you know, guys who work at Tarzan are usually 20 years old. Of course they're going to go to her house. Of course they're going to go to her house. They didn't go to her house. They went to Carson Daly's house because she was she dating Carson, Carson Daly, Daly at the time. Oh, my god! And the drums were a birthday present for him. I remember that story now. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you praising this guy? He did what any one of us would have done. Yeah. Spend a day with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I forgot they dated. Yeah. You know, I have a picture with Carson Daly. Do you? I met him at the VMAs. Wow. Look All at right. That. Back All to right. John Mayer. Back to John Mayer. Um, so I think the overall song meaning in general is pretty obvious, no matter who it's about. It's about a girl he had a relationship with. And yeah. I mean, is there really anything to say about the song meaning that isn't you know, like displayed in the song? I'll, I'll tell you what he said about it on The Storytellers. Please do. He said, you know how when you go to the movies and it's light outside and you come out of the movie theater and it's dark? I hate when that happens, yes. He's like, this song is about that, but instead of going to the movies, you're having sex. <laughs> about to drink some water. <laughs> I almost spit it out. Um, okay, goes, I'll take it. We're going there, people. That's right. <laughs> I love the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot to dive into there, so let's just go into the lyrics, I guess, unless you have something else to say. Well, I do want to say what he talked about when he did the song on tour recently, mm-hmm. which I thought was really beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, where it was like, yeah, this is a song that he's got a long history with, and it's been ups and downs. And there was a period of his career where he's been ashamed yes. to, to do the song because, you know, it's a song that... If you're going to make fun of John Mayer, you typically will make fun of him for this song, sure. right? And when we get Bubble into lyrics, tongue, there's, yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't was, bother me, but I see it on the internet a lot. Yeah, for sure. There's, mm-hmm. so, there's some, some rough stuff here. Um, and But he said, uh, you know, like, it's nice to have something that the person who knows the least about you can yell at you across the airport. Yeah. It's like Dave Chappelle has Rick James. Yes. Right? Yes. He's like, so this is my version of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he saw, talked about singing it on the Saw Rock tour again. And how it's, he may not have written the song now, right? Sure. He wouldn't say the same things he would write the songs now. But this song exists as kind of like a ghost of his previous self. Okay. And so every night he gets to go out on stage and sing along with the ghost of his younger self. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that's kind of a beautiful way to look at it. How many of yeah. us get to do that, you know? None of us, Have yeah. this experience with this person that we used to be that we're not. But yeah. reinterpret it through the lens of who we are now. Yeah. It's a pretty great thing. And so. that's something I wanted to touch on too, but I didn't know where to fit it. Is that first of all, everything he said about... Because there's a bunch of different... It's got to be so hard to be at a concert and like wanting to say the same thing. But you mm-hmm. know like 5,000 people are recording you and going to post it. So you uh-huh. can't be as repetitive. So I'm like, is he switching it up on purpose? Is it... Anyways, um, I, I appreciate everything he said about it. I'm glad he's kind of come to terms with it. Because mm-hmm. I know there was a period where he just like hated it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why the song gets so much hate. Or why people make fun of it. And I feel bad that he ever felt bad about it. Because like when you go visit your parents' house. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of you in like fifth grade with braces. Right, right, and in right. my case glasses. And like two ponytails with some hair down. Not you've got so, You've got some legendary like childhood photos. Yeah, I got way better as I got older, thank God. It, it builds character to not be <laughs> when you're younger, guys. So do your best to do that. 
Um, and I just think like when you go to your parents' house, you don't burn those. You don't cut them up. Right. You might cringe, mm -hmm. but they're part of who you are and who you were. And so there's no reason to be ashamed of them or embarrassed. For sure. Even if you refer to someone as having a bubblegum tongue, which doesn't bother me. I would like to clarify again, but oh. it bothers the internet. So I just think. And your co-host. Yeah, I just think it's always bothered me that people like want to make fun of it, want to mock it. I do like the song. I will say a lot of times if I'm listening to a John Mayer shuffle situation, mm -hmm. I will skip it. Mm -hmm. Not because I have a problem with it, but because I have heard it so many times now, which is my own fault. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who played it so many times that sometimes I'm more excited to get to the quote unquote deeper cuts. Well, and what's funny is I had this interesting experience. I've done the same thing you were just talking about. I mm -hmm. skipped it all the time. I haven't listened to this song in years yeah. years except for when i heard him play it live mm -hmm. and i put it on to get prepared for the podcast and the very first time i listened to it i was like oh this song kind of jams it does why are we pretending like we hate we like this song kind of from that from that that first time yeah. the bass comes in going into the second verse like do 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 like that's such a cool line mm -hmm. and he's got that like really groovy guitar thing do 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 i agree this song really kind of jams i i always think of it as like just this kind of acoustic thing mm -hmm. and he does have that acoustic thing to it of course but there's so much else going on in the song that makes yeah. it actually really kind of interesting from a musical perspective and i don't know why we have to pretend like we didn't like it at the time we did so mm -hmm. how dare you come back now like we had our butterfly hair clips in watching trl mm -hmm. and we were like oh i wish you'd sing it to me i love the song and now fast forward a couple years you're gonna be embarrassed like when you like new kids on the block i'm right. talking fast again because i'm worked up <laughs> <laughs> talk fast girl get it in I there i like new kids on the block and it's fine so i just uh yeah that's everything i have to say about that that no one should be ashamed for liking that song yeah this song and he's got that like very like vibey guitar solo yes um in the in, in the bridge mm -hmm. that is like reminds me it's like straight out the same guitar tone as this is kind of obscure but there was a root song called never do what they do mm -hmm. um that had a, one of the all-time best music videos of all time if you ever want to see a really great music video go look up never do what they do by the roots mm -hmm. um but the guitar tone is like exactly the same and listening to it now in hindsight i'm like oh that's like that roots tone yeah it's anytime just... you're compared to the roots that's a good day yeah and then he would of course go on to work with Questlove, so there's yes. even more of a roots connect. so is everyone right <laughs> everyone but us yes so let's get into the lyrics then yeah. um I don't know where to start here. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I love John as a lyricist. That's probably the thing I love most about him. Uh-huh. This one's dicey, man. It's dicey. It's... No, I totally disagree. You do? Yes. It's uh... adorable. If you put it in its time and place. I, I, even do I think you... a 44-year-old man should have written this song? A little odd. 20s? Yeah, you're fine. Uh, there is one or part 14, of this song, mm. from a lyrical perspective, that I absolutely love. Okay, what's that? And only one part. Okay. okay. To set this up properly, we have to think about. We want to. I want to put this in context so this mm -hmm. makes sense of why I love this so much. Room for Squares is a CD. Right. Streaming is in its infancy. There is, as far as I know, there was no like paid streaming services at this no, time. No, it was Napster. I was downloading. I downloaded this album illegally. I'm sorry, John. <gasps> I owe you like 15 bucks or whatever. Um, I don't think he got the 15 bucks. Right. Um. And so there was like, to listen to it, you bought the CD right. and listened to it. Uh, so you would listen to the songs more or less in order. That doesn't happen now, right? No. Streaming, you pick and choose yeah. a song. But song, song sequence mm -hmm. on an album still kind of mattered back Told then. Told a story. Yeah. yeah. So the song, Body of the Waterland is the fourth track on Room for Squares. Mm -hmm. The third track, do you remember what the third track is? No. My Stupid Mouth. Wow. Mm -hmm. Which we're going to do, of course, because I think Not it's... Not until Amy can come. It's just yeah. such a brilliantly written song. Mm -hmm. 
But the chorus to my stupid mouth is, I'm never speaking up again, mm-hmm. right? That's part of the line of the chorus. Mm-hmm. In this song, if you pay attention to it, when I think about in the second chorus, mm-hmm. he says, there's a, you can hear it faintly in the background, Yes, I'm never speaking up again, mm-hmm. I'll use my hands. Oh. And that's, that, he, I don't wish he would have used it earlier in the song because it makes the I'll use my hands line make mm-hmm. so much more sense and the if you're listening to it and like oh he just said like my mouth is what screws me up all the time yeah I gotta shut up right yeah and then this time he's like I'm not gonna use my mouth I'll use my hands yeah no I see what he did that there. line makes so much more sense I wish he would have included that part way earlier in the mm-hmm. song and embedded it more deeply in the song he just cracked the song wide open for me there you mind go. mind blown emoji there you go so that's the part of the song that I love. Unfortunately, for me, mm-hmm. you know, and if you love the song, that's great. I'm not trying to take that Part away from you history, Lucas. or dismiss it. But for me, almost everything else in this is like, uh, it's it's not great. If I didn't is know it was John Mayer. that how you felt when it first came yes. out? If I didn't know this was John Mayer, mm-hmm. I would not, you would show me this, I would not assume this is a John Mayer song. That's fair. My son saw the lyrics sitting mm-hmm. out while I was making his dinner and he started reading it out loud and I'm like... I don't like where this is going. And he goes, what kind of poem is this? <laughs> and the John Mayer song. He's like, what? Anyway, okay, so to say something totally different, I'm going to share my favorite lyrics. Okay, let's do that. I'm not going to say that lyrically this is the song that's my favorite of all of his. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's fair, but I don't dislike it. Um, I love the line where he says something about the way the hair falls in your face. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like... This, this seems kind of silly, maybe so obscure, but especially because of my hair always being so long and the mm-hmm. way it is. Like, it just feels like such an intimate thing to say about someone or something to like about them because it's, like, messier. Okay. It's not, like, polished. Like, oh, I love the way you look when we go out mm-hmm. on the town and your hair is pinned back perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of, like, hair like a hippie. So it's just, like, a it's a Jill-specific thing. You have thing. hair like a hippie? When I, when I don't get it cut. Like, a normal girl goes to get her hair cut, like, every month and a half. I'll go, like, six months. And so by the time then, I feel like I have hair like a hippie. Wow. That is not a, a way I would have ever described your well, hair. Well, I had a haircut point. right now. Okay. You know when my hair gets, but like, I've really long. I've known you for, like, 20-something years. Well, that's how I just... feel. I feel okay. like I'm a real rebellious hippie when I that's, don't cut my hair. That's as hippie That's as interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, uh, that's just not how I take it. All right. So then the other thing that is actually my very favorite, and this was common on the internet when polled also, mm-hmm. Is I'll never let your head hit the bed without my hand behind it because I mean, do I need to elaborate? Why are you cringing? The people can't see my face that I'm making right now. I told it, them you were cringing. Yeah, that, that, rude. That well, I'm never. Uh, it's uh-huh. so cute and it's sweet and it's been with me like my whole life now because I heard the song so long ago. Yeah. I'm very old now. So what? What I will say in favor of this song mm-hmm. is. It does seem to be very body positive. It yes. doesn't seem to be setting unhealthy beauty standards. No, and I love that. And so that um, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I wish he could have done it without candy lips and bubblegum tongue. Just that would, I would have felt so much better about it. Don't think it's that it. big of a deal. This, oh God, I just, I, I would never ever describe anyone's lips as candy lips. I would never ever describe anyone's tongue as a bubblegum tongue. That, my friend, is why you're not John Mayer. Right? It's usually I feel like he speaks for me. He's not speaking for me in this song, except for one other line. Okay. Uh, so my wife is one of the world's all-time great beauties. Mm-hmm. I have never been attracted to anyone more than I'm attracted to my wife. That's good. And 
she does very often look so good it hurts sometimes. Oh, I think that that's true for a lot of people. Yeah, there is yeah. sometimes like, I, you're my wife. Like, mm. you know, he says, says, I know you're mine. Like, yeah. you're my wife. Still, like, you're so attractive, it's painful. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. So that's the only time he's speaking for me. The rest of this stuff is is not me. So let's let the Instagram followers speak for us. Yes. At, won't, won't somebody please speak for me? Exactly. At Heidi Stroll Romero says, quote, in Tampa, he said... What do you do with the song that puts you on the map? You celebrate being on the map. Yeah. Kind of. So he, I just I just can't believe you found so many different ways to talk about the song every night. At photo low twenty two says that she loves the da da das in the song, mm -hmm. and in hindsight, so do I. And I decided I agreed with her. I'm okay with the da da das. You know what I don't like? Hmm. You is, have a whole song apparently. Is the toy piano sound that he's playing behind them? I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, so there's a toy piano in the back. He's actually credited on the liner notes as playing the toy piano on the song. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, you know, toy pianos are like slightly out of tune. Yeah. So you can hear it during the da-da-da parts at the Why very end of the song. Why would you choose a toy it. piano for the song, given its content? I, you'd have to ask him. That's a great question to ask him. I Let's would write it down. We should be keeping track of it. Yeah, so when we interview him, him, like, explain the decision behind the toy piano at the end of Your Bodies of Wonderland. He probably doesn't get questions like that, right? No, and I want to rock his world with our questions. But also, this album can't, he recorded this album in 2001. Mm -hmm. So that's over 20 years ago. He's probably not going to remember all the, I beg the details to differ. like that. I beg to differ. That you is think? a man who loves details. Yes, but he's made so much music. Like, I can barely remember details about the last song no. I did, let alone. I've never heard him say in an interview about something mm -hmm. you know what i can't remember either he's just faking it right or he remembers everything he's hyper intelligent so he probably does remember there everything. he is um everyone on the internet loves that he reclaimed it on the sob rock tour so uh -huh. i can't quote all of you but i appreciate that you all agreed with each other at yo-yo skittles who i feel like i quote all the time <laughs> says quote i don't understand uh-oh Oh, I don't understand the hate around the song. You couldn't read your own handwriting. No, I cannot. There. I right. really need to start screenshotting these. Who doesn't want John to sing to them? At Yo-Yo Skittles, Preach Girl. That's what killed me about the video. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what is happening? Why is he singing to her like that? I want him to sing to me like that. It was a lot. And I, yeah, if you're a girl, I think you respond, well, I, I respond different to the video than you for probably different reasons. Right. If you were somebody who was attracted to John Mayer, there you go. regardless of your gender, like yeah, you probably, you. yeah. Let's see, now last time you associated a girl and all her accomplishments to her boyfriend and her dad, and I fixed it. Because that's and this all, time I'm like, only girls. <laughs> that's all it. the patriarchal media let me know about her. I'm not, yeah, whatever. At underscore Laren808 underscore says, quote, if you don't scream the second verse as loud as you can, you're not doing it right. A lot of people reference specifically the second verse. Like, this song isn't my favorite except for the second verse. Love the second verse. I The amount of times I saw the phrase second verse was intense. Wow, okay. Yeah. At Matt Jones is cool. Fabulous name, Matt Jones. Says, quote, cheesy, but caught the attention of the masses. Also, mm -hmm. who doesn't love a sexy cheesy track now and then? Accurate, Matt Jones is cool. Matt Jones is cool. Does oh, I'm gonna save that for discussion question. I just got a new okay, discussion question off that. I got it. I got it. Like John Mayer, I'm also very intelligent. <laughs> All right, so it's time to rate the song. All right, well, I kind of think I know where we're going with this one. So, uh, Jill, what do you think? Is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs, or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies Don't on? Don't lead my question like we're in court. Um, I think it depends on the lady, but I am going to answer turns the ladies on as okay. the answer. But 
I just think that people have a strong reaction to the song. Mm -hmm. Therefore, that's why I'm prefacing it with, I don't think this is universal, but I think the intention and the most common responses turn the ladies on. Yeah, I think that's definitely what's what's happening here. This okay. is not this is not a quiet song. He's not like bearing his soul. Mm -hmm. He's bearing her body, really. Yeah, not even he, his. He didn't say anything about his body, <laughs> like, right? Obviously like, dressed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask another discussion question, but I got to save him. Wow, it's gotta a good long discussion him. period. All right, so uh, I also think I know what the answer to this one is going to be, so I'm bracing myself for some ridiculousness. All right. It's very ridiculous. Here we go. John, how... Or John. <laughs> I wish John, how much did this song make you love Jill? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's write that question down, too. Uh, Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? This is a three-part answer. I love it. There's an essay. Oh, I my God. I appreciate everyone's attention. <laughs> 2004, Jill. Okay. Strong five. Strong five. Is okay. how much this song made me love him. Mm -hmm. Why Two specifically 2004, Jill? Was that not the year it came out? No. What 2002. Year? Yeah. Pressed by a new co-host. So the, oh, I think I went to his concert in 2004. Oh, could be. So that's why I was thinking that was the height. Of... The record came out in 2001. This mm -hmm. was released. Actually, I should say this in the song bio too. This was yeah, the Lucas. This was the second single off uh, Room for Squares after. Um, uh, no such thing. No such thing. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the song. I was like, no place in the real world. What's the song called? <laughs> and uh, that was released in 2002. Okay, so 2002. Mm -hmm. 2000, early 2000s era Jill is a strong five. Yeah. 2022 Jill, Ooh. who sits before you, yeah. is a 3.5. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm so excited. I'm 2022 intrigued. Jill, who just watched the video, is a six. Oh, God. <laughs> I was ready for some uh, for some deep content. there. I don't there. remember what show it was. I watched. I think it was This Is Us. When they're like, "Oh, I hate when people take pick like the scale one to five and they pick a number outside mm -hmm. the number." And I was like, "Did Lucas write the show?" Oh, I wish I could use those residual checks. I mean, that video just really was. I did the you watch it? it? No, I did not. Well, first of all, I figured come you had the video covered. <laughs> and two, it's like the way he's singing to her, and it just looks like he's really in love with her, and it's just like a lot with the lyrics, and you want John Mayer to be in love with you. The rhetorical you. So what happened between 2004, allegedly, even though mm -hmm. that's the wrong year, and I'm the one who came unprepared. Uh, <laughs> what happened between that mm -hmm. and 2022 that moved it from a five to an, a three and a half before revisiting the video? Because my original initial love of John Mayer was superficial. Uh-huh. Kind of like, I don't want to say the song's superficial, but... Oh, he's handsome. I mean, I think for whatever reason, we are more attracted to someone if they're famous. I don't mm -hmm. know what the science is behind that. And I just thought he was so dreamy and he was the best. And now as a grown woman, mm -hmm. who whether he knew it or wanted to or not, he's been on this journey with me my entire life. Mm -hmm. My love for him is like deep and buried in the lyrics of really, truly beautiful, moving songs. Yeah. So it's not like, ew, this song is embarrassing me because he says bubblegum tongue. But it's, it is not one of the truly moving. It's not the reason I love him anymore. Yeah. It's it's like a deeper love. I love that answer from me, by the way. Yeah, it great just job. It out of me. Kudos to you. Thank you. Outstanding work. I think the fame thing is a real thing. Like, I've experienced Weird, that in right? my own life. If you meet yeah. me at the grocery store, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. But if you meet me and I'm on stage. I agree. Yeah. I was like, you're so much cooler when yeah, I come on stage. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't either, but let's get famous if people respond to us like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, bro. I'm out here, like, hustling. <laughs> okay, so you have a lot of discussion questions you're excited about. Um, Yeah, and I've forgotten them all now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, I gave you a pen. <laughs> um, what, did, what was Matt Jones' thing? I don't remember. What did he say? Oh, oh, at Matt Jones is cool is his name. 
cheesy but caught the attention of the masses. Also, who doesn't love a sexy, cheesy track now and then? Is this song sexy to you? Is this a sexy song? Are we talking song? about the video? No, I'm talking about the song. Yeah. The lyrics. Is it sexy? I mean, it's about sex. So it is. By but default? It can... But is this because something is about sex? No, I think like sexy. Edge of Desire like sex is sexy. ed in school is about sex. But Accurate. It's not sexy. Accurate. I get your point. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it described that way. I don't think it's not. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unsexy. Okay. You're and, arguing that it's not. Oh, I'm not. I was just asking the question. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't do that for me, mm -hmm. right? That's not my experience. This doesn't make, make me want to have sex. Yeah. You know? No. No. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Now Does I'm it... really confused about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're questioning all your feelings my about it. The, podcast. Right? Yeah. the other discussion question I wanted to ask is, and again, I'm, I'm asking these questions. It doesn't mean that I'm. I understand. Bling. Do you feel like this song is objectification? Mm -hmm. I was gonna say no, mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna say no. Okay. Do you? Well, what was the pause? You had a pause there. What was that about? Well, I was just trying to run through the lyrics like, uh, okay. faster in my head and think, was there anything? Um, I don't. I don't. I think he did a really good job of writing this kind of song without it being, being that way. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's and very it's so cutesy to yeah, a certain degree. Yeah, there's very few specific details about the girl here, yeah. right? So that's why I feel like it's not about objectification. It's about like this thing of like, I've, I felt it where you have this woman and you're just so attracted to like every part of her. That you can just stare at her forever. You mm. can you just want to touch her forever. You yeah. want this to never end. That part I get, and that's not necessarily yeah. objectification. That's part of life. Yeah, and I think that's how sexual it reads. desire is like, a part of life. You want someone to feel that way about you. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're being objectified. It's just like, wow, they really appreciate me. And I totally agree. I we I think we all want someone to call it say our body is a wonderland. It's harder now that I eat more cookies. It's so harder I'm a now, little worried about it. Right, we just had this whole conversation like, I'm not eating cookies because summer is coming. And, and I argue that we're at an age where people are more forgiving and you could have a couple cookies. You might be more forgiving. I'm very forgiving. Yes, but for me, I, I don't allow myself such things. Um, I gotta look great for summer, Jill. Okay. My body has to be a wonderland. wonderland. Yeah. Do you have another discussion question? That's it. Yeah. Okay. What do you have? I have, how do you get cast in a John Mayer video as the nice. female lead? DM us and let us know. Perhaps being an actress or model would be the first good step. Yeah, you probably need to have some headshots out there and a and well, a resume. I don't have that. In front I have of about four hundred Instagram followers though. That's pretty impressive. There you go. There you go. Well, on here, and then you have like you were just telling me you have like what thirteen k on apartment forty. Yes, I do. Yeah, that good hasn't job. helped me though. But thank you. Actually, I, I have made a mistake because I wrote the second part of my question on a different line. So I'd like to rephrase it. Okay. Rephrase How do it. you get cast in a John Mayer video where he sings directly to no. me? You was my oh, discussion gosh. question. Now I will move on mm. to why do you think this song gets so much hate? Um, I think I, I think it's the lyrics. I think also there is an element to the music. So without trying to get too in the weeds, mm -hmm. he's, there's that, that acoustic guitar part that he's playing that's on all the upbeats. Mm -hmm. That was very prevalent in its time period, right? Sure. The other person I think of who did a lot of that was Jason Mraz. Mm -hmm. But there's also like Jack Johnson and mm -hmm. all these cats who were doing that that kind of music. Fair. That is very much time capsule that, and a lot of it was perceived as cheesy, because a lot of it is kind of cheesy. Yeah. Um, and people will say it's like faux reggae or like, Want to be reggae? I think somebody in the comments said it was like a reggae. Yeah, someone did. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's where they're picking up this the upbeat stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Everything surrounding the song, other than that, is great. Like yeah. the guitar lines are actually pretty. Like I said, the song jams. That the bass line is dope. Um, but just like so many of these lyrics, it's what we talked about with the lyric discussion. I don't love. Usually, I'm like, oh, that's such a creative way to say that, mm-hmm. or that's such an insightful way to say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I love the shape you take when crawling toward the pillowcase. People like that. This isn't. This is clever ways to say things. I just think it's really heavy on what is this alliteration analogies, no, not alliteration adjectives, whatever it is. There's a it's like there's porcelain, there's candy lips, there's bubblegum tongue, there's right. shape, there's metaphors. Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah. And they're all concentrated at the top. But I think the reason that it gets so much hate is that. It's just the if you take out him doing dance moves and mm-hmm. still feel like your man, uh-huh. it's the most boy bandy esque thing he's ever done. Okay. And for some reason, you have to love a boy band, and then the world has to turn around and hate them hardcore. Mm. You know, like you like in sync, and then suddenly it was the least coolest thing that's ever happened. You like Backstreet Boys, you like New Kids on the Block, and then oh no, you better like Nirvana now. Like you gotta change with the times. Right. And I feel like this is the one song that fits into a boy band mold. Okay. And so, and I've never thought of him that way. This is something I'm thinking of as we were discussing the podcast is that there's like 98 degrees, always a boy band, stayed a boy band, can only tour now with other boy bands. Right, right. And John Mayer had this boy band moment, Mm -hmm. but it really transcends that because of his talent. Right. And he was like, literally, I can do anything. Yeah. Like, watch, I can make this like blues album. I can make almost like a country album. I can make a boy band album. Yeah. And I can just keep going and have a career forever because I'm that talented. I love that. I'm so glad you brought up boy bands because here's another fact about this song. always bring up boy bands. Here's another fact about your body is a wonderland. Lance Bass... (laughs) Lance Bass danced a Roomba to this song what? W- uh, on Dancing with the, the Stars, Stars. Mm-hmm. along with Redland's own Lacey Schwimmer. Oh, she is from Redland's. That's yeah. right. What an interesting song choice. Right? Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. Why do you it. know that? I, just, I know things, Jill. But you've never watched it, but you know that? Yeah, I just I, I research. I research. You know, I don't like your tone. <laughs> also, uh, this song, they sing this, a karaoke version of the song on The Office, which is a show that I don't watch. How do you but, know that? Because I researched. I'm a professional podcaster, I mean, I Jill. The I come prepared. <laughs> uh, you come late. Oh, he was 30 minutes late tonight. It guys. was 22 minutes late. Honestly, why are you rounding up on why me? Why are you splitting hairs? Late is late. Um, well, I don't remember what I was going to say, but those are all my discussion questions. I was talking about being on The Office. And oh, I was going to say, office. I watched that whole entire series, and I, I remember them doing karaoke, but not that song. But yeah. It must have been right at the time, maybe. No, that wouldn't have been right at the time. The Office is fairly new. I digress. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's all I have for discussion questions then. But I love discussing this with everybody on Instagram. And I look forward to discussing it more than we usually do post-episode. Um, I look forward to discussing it more on Instagram. Yeah, let's keep the week. conversation going. This yeah. is, there's a lot to talk about with this song. There is. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We successfully conquered John's probably most famous song. Yeah, definitely most famous Also, song. perhaps not most beloved song or least beloved famous song. Some people have bad taste. Not yeah. my problem. And we did it without causing our own controversy, I think. I, well, I said we'll the only find... girls were attracted to him, and I don't remember what you did at the start. We'll find bad. out when it comes out. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll all, all come out okay. I think we're okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next week. Hey, you get to choose next week, fans. Oh, yeah. Go to Atmer studies on instagram and type in 
what you'd like to hear us discuss, I will compile. Because people are like, no, we like the survey. We didn't like that you just saw there was a trend. We want right. choices. Okay. We want to do a poll in the stories. We want more of our voice heard. Yeah. So we will do an initial ask, and then I'll put up some polls, and be sure to vote quickly, because we do move fast, because we have to record a couple days in advance. Exactly. And y'all pick a good song for us, please. I, I want, usually I want, do. They want yeah. a good one. Yeah. But I picked this for you, so if I'm your favorite host now. Did they pick Edge of Desire? don't remember. <laughs> I think they did. And they picked If I Ever Get Around to Living. They picked If I Ever Get Around and to Living. And both of those episodes are performing very well for us. Because so. they picked them. Yeah. So, so we'll give you, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.